Welcome into another episode of the Hillscast. We are back after one week break to bring you episode number nine. I am joined today with two co-hosts. We got Seabass. How's it going, guys? And for the first time, we have Conrad. Hey, guys. No Tom or Kevin today. Kevin's spending his Saturday at the Greens, and Tom just bailed on us in the last minute. But uh, we got another jam-packed episode for you today. Going to recap week four, give studs and duds, best of the benching, F in the chat. Then we're going to look ahead to week five, give you our picks, players we love and hate. And then we're al- as we always do, we're going to finish the episode with our picks for five NFL games. To start, we're going to talk about some news around the league, basically see who's in and out for this week's matchups. Uh, just keep in mind that Week 5 buys are the Packers and the Lions, so no Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Rodgers, no Stafford and Galladay, just the players of note, just to make sure you got them on your bench. Um, I'm just going to list off um, some players here that are questionable going into Sunday's matchups. We got Joe Mixon's questionable with a shin injury, Raheem Mostert. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Marquise Brown, John Brown, Mark Andrews, Carlos Hyde, Henry Ruggs. So, I don't know. I feel like the more significant ones, I think Michael Thomas does play this week. Um, I think he's got, got enough time to, to heal up that ankle sprain. Yeah, he's been playing. He's been having some limited reps in practice mm-hmm. so yeah. if he practices fully today i think he's definitely gonna play monday mm-hmm. yeah that game is monday night though so just make sure you have a backup plan in case things go south yeah um julio jones i think he might sit this one out it looked like he uh had a setback against the packers maybe should have sat out that game as well but I, I don't see him uh playing or if he does probably very limited um aj brown i think He could go, but that's going to be the Tuesday game this week with everything going on with the Titans, with COVID and everything. That's, you know, kind of want to avoid that situation still. Um, And then Joe Joe Mixon, I think, is fine. Yeah, I think so. He was questionable going into last week, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then A.J. Brown, I think he's he's doing better. But, yeah, that game, I honestly don't know if they're even going to play it. If the Titans have more positive tests, yeah. they're probably not going to play this week. Yeah, but it's been a couple of days now in a row that they've had negative. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, just keep an eye on those players. Um, Noah Fant is doubtful, so he's probably out. Um, and then players that are for sure out are Cam Newton. I'm pretty sure he's for sure out because he had COVID. No. No? Not for sure. They yeah. said uh, he, he might practice today. I think it was so only he didn't five. practice today. It was five days that he has to not test positive or yeah, something. Yeah, so like they said that. that he could play asymptomatic, but we'll see how the NFL okay. wants to handle that. We'll see. And um, then the Jets, I think the Jets, it was a false positive, yeah. so that game's on. Okay. Um, Sam Darnold's out, so the Jets are looking even worse now. Uh, CMC's still out. Chris Godwin was out on Thursday. Corey Davis is out. Nick Chubb's out, Austin Eckler's out, and Sony Michelle is out. Um, it basically wraps up all the injuries that we have. Yeah, I think Bell's back five. now for the Jets, though. Bell is coming back. But that doesn't really matter. I mean... You still have Gase as your head coach. I'm going to have uh, no choice but to start him this week. Yeah, and I think Cam Akers is 
um, coming back to. So, okay. Tom, pick one of the three <laughs> LA running backs. Yeah, that's, play, that's I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on who's going to be that lead running back. It looked like it was going to be Henderson, and then yep. last week it was the Malcolm Brown show. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's take a look back at week four. The winners were myself, Kyle, Sean, Conrad, and Seabass. Conrad had the top score at 177.48. And Tom, way down there in the basement at 72.6. So Maybe that's, that's why I didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, the largest win was Kyle over Tom, nearly doubling him up. Then the Narrows victory, the surprising win of the week, was myself over Holes, winning by less than six points. Um, and then I was just looking, Sean had a pretty gross win. He scored 104 points yeah. and beat Kevin. <laughs> yeah, what the, he's the second lowest score. That was lowest score versus second lowest. No. Well, Third, Tom yeah. was the lowest. Oh, but two out of the top three. So pretty uh, not deserving win there for Sean, but nonetheless, it's a win. Kyle is the only undefeated team at 4-0. Seabass is the only team within one of Kyle at 3-1. and And then there's a whole cluster of 2-2 two and two teams, six of them total. And then rounding out the bottom, we have Tom at 1-3 and, and Crystal looking for that first win at 0-4. He gave a good effort last week. He just ran into Sebastian's team who uh, absolutely went off. Um, but that was a tough one to swallow for, for Chris, especially since he's never reached 100 points before last week. And then he put up 146 and gets the L. So it's tough luck there for Chris. That's um, just how season's going, though. Yeah, really pretty much. Like... Everything goes right for his team, and except the opponent just, you know, had a better week. Um, but we'll see if he, uh, his team could turn it around. It looked, looked good last week, so with Kittle coming back, that's a big a big boost for him. Um, so now I guess we'll just get into um, some studs and duds from the last week. I'll have Seabass kick it off here with the stud that he had for week four. Uh, my stud for week four is none other than Joe Mixon. Uh, he's actually on my team, and uh, I was kind of getting used to some mediocre weeks for Mixon. He wasn't looking too great, uh, so it was nice to see uh, that he's still got a very high ceiling. 150 yards rushing, uh, three touchdowns, and he's got Baltimore coming up this week, so that's a tough matchup. We'll see uh, if he could pick it up and, and if they keep feeding him the rock. Yeah, I benched Mixon in two of my redraft leagues, so there's a 40 spot on the bench. So, Conrad, who was your stud of the week? So my stud, I got Mike Davis. We're gonna his last two weeks were actually great. Now that mm. B's team died for my team, just giving me giving me some more top scorers. Mike Davis with 19.6 last week and 19.1 the week before. I mean, you can't replace C Mac, but he's doing a pretty damn good job of trying. He had. 75% of the snap percentages, and then Bonifant just got hurt, so he's just going to have even more reps. Uh, he averaged 5.3 yards a carry. That's that's pretty good. Uh, and then he's playing Atlanta sorry defense this week. So, Yeah, I mean, that's a good matchup. I'm just really surprised at how much work he's getting in the receiving game. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, he had, what, six uh, six targets last game and then nine targets the game yeah, before. He he's doing great. Good. Yeah, it's, Yeah, so... He's just filling in the uh, C-Mac role legitly there um, with the with the receptions too. 
My stud of the week was Amari Cooper. I had to put him in here because Sebas, uh, in the preseason, was just laughing at me for saying, for me saying that Sebas was a safe, one of the safest picks at the wide receiver position for this year. He's proven to be just that. He leads the league in targets, second in receptions, with a huge week four, 134 yards, with a touchdown, catching 12 of his 16 targets. Just got to love the volume that Cooper is getting so far, um, having at least 12 targets in three out of the four games. Sounds pretty safe to me. What do you think, Seabass? Yeah, I mean, you always expect uh, the high-scoring games. It's just you would always get some pretty pretty bad ones mm-hmm. from him, too, from week to week. But seeing that, that he's got a solid floor, I mean. He's a wide receiver one for sure, mm-hmm. locked in if, if he gives you that floor all the time yeah i saw his first three games it was like literally within point one point of yeah. each, it was like 13 13.1 13 yeah just couldn't find the end zone those first three weeks but as soon as he did he put up a, a monstrous week i think he was the wide receiver two yeah, last week or something um well let's move on to some players that disappointed last week uh my doubt of the week is daryl henderson we kind of mentioned this earlier but uh, you were expecting him to see most of the work in the Rams' backfield after week three, and that did not happen. It was kind of the Malcolm Brown show. Um, it's just impossible to know what to do with the Rams' running backs right now, and Cam Akers looks to be coming back, and that's that makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Like It's just an ugly situation in general, and uh, not only did he disappoint you this week, but I mean, Tom, you you don't you don't know what you what you can do with these running backs going forward too. You just gotta wait and see, I guess. Yeah, definitely want to avoid that backfield right now, before there's clarity. Uh, my dad of the week is DJ Moore. I mean, every, everyone was hyping him up uh, in the preseason. This is his third week this season with less than ten points. I mean, last week his snap percentage went down to 75%. I mean, Robbie Anderson's producing, and DJ Moore hasn't found the end zone. And I mean, if he doesn't start finding the end zone, he's he might get benched. And yeah, I mean, that was the concern for Moore. He we we thought that his targets would be there and his receptions would be there, but it was just because last year he he had a great year without the touchdowns. He had four touchdowns all year. And we were saying why we liked him so much is because getting an upgrade at quarterback and probably if he has the same receptions he should see the end zone more but it's just not happening yeah. so far especially yeah. in these last two weeks he hasn't mm-hmm. been doing yep. that great dj mm-hmm. moore is like my favorite target mm-hmm. before the season at wide receiver and robbie anderson has just like yeah. sucked the life out of him legit horrible just... horrible he honestly looks like he's the Panthers wide receiver too because mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater uh, it looks like Robbie Anderson is his favorite target. Yeah, and uh, then and they always and either Mike Davis or CMC just take so many targets out yep. of the backfield as well. Yeah, I'm loving the Panthers right now because I got Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. I can't complain. Yeah, it's that's some good bones there. My dud of the week, probably dud of the season, Kenyon Drake, biggest bucks of the season so far. But last week's performance took it to a new level. 35 yards on 13 carries with not without a single target. And when you take into account it was against the Panthers, who love to let running backs have great weeks against them. Uh, can't really make any more excuses for this guy. 
Crazy stat I saw is that Chase Edmonds is literally four points behind Drake on the season. Yep. Despite never topping 40% snap percentage. Things need to turn around quickly for Drake or else I think he'll he could get schemed out of it. I mean, that might out of the like the playbook, but cuz he's just not looking good and Chase Edmonds is getting pretty sure like 80 85% of the targets out of the backfield for the Cardinals this year. Kenyon Drake has five targets on the season. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he had like five or six. and um, Yeah, we'll have to see this week. I I mean, Arizona, they have to do something. It's either going to be trying to get Drake more involved um, and get him more opportunities, but he hasn't looked that great. And it makes you wonder if that walking boot before the season has mm-hmm. anything to do with the way he's mm-hmm. running. Yeah, um, I was thinking that. Like they were saying it's precautionary, but it's like, yeah, he has not looked that great, so we'll just have to see. Either they get him more more involved, or uh, they get Edmonds more involved, and mm-hmm. that's terrible for fantasy owners. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna make it less clear on who to start. I mean, if Edmonds just takes over, I I feel I'd feel fine with starting Edmonds. But yeah, but you'd have to think it's gonna be like a fifty fifty mm-hmm. or something at that point. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, definitely. Dead of the week. He does have a Jets matchup this week. This is probably the last straw. Yeah. Because he did have two good matchups in a row with the Lions and the Panthers and did <laughs> the nothing. The best matchups he could have had. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens this week. That was our duds of the week for week four. Um, now let's let's look and see uh, who made some bad starting lineup decisions here. Who went off on some people's benches. Who was the best of the bench for UC Bass? For me, there was, uh, I went through and I looked, there wasn't really any bench decisions that I think would have changed a lot of outcomes mm-hmm. of the matchups we had this week, uh, but I'll go with a little gimme and say Robert Tanyan, the Green Bay Packers tight end. Uh, he dropped over 30 points on Kyle's bench. Uh, I just wanted to bring him up because Ertz hasn't looked too great, and and just having another option at tight end um helps kyle's team a lot because that that was like his main weak spot mm-hmm. and if he's got another player he can go to that that's kind of scary for yeah. everybody else conrad who you got uh i'm just gonna go for my team i really just gotta take john brown out i mean he's been battling injuries all, all season and then i have robbie anderson on the yeah. bench just like mm-hmm. i i really gotta just <laughs> I don't know what it is about John Brown, but I've loved him for like three seasons, and he just hasn't produced. He just has that one boom game. I mean, he does have his good games in there. Yeah. He he was pretty good last year. I think he was top 20 yeah, last he, year, actually. Yeah, but, I mean, I could have started Traquan Smith. I mean, mm-hmm. not, now he's not that good of a start now that Mike Thomas is back, mm-hmm. but, I mean, Robbie Anderson's probably yeah, going to see Robbie my just lineup for the, mm-hmm. as, as, until DJ Moore yeah. steps up. Yeah, you could, you could play Robbie Anderson pretty much every mm-hmm. week. Yeah, that was a good segue. I actually had Traquan Smith as the best of the bench for me. He scored 19.4 for Conrad's team there. Um, but yeah, I, I would say you definitely have to start Robbie Anderson. He's for sure every week starter now. Yeah. Um, Traquan Smith was just for that that week or for those weeks with Michael Thomas out. Had another solid game. He was surprising. Um, I didn't really expect Yeah, I think much. you guys – Called him out in one of your podcasts, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the decision to start him. Actually, it was actually him over John Brown that week that you started him, and uh, I think Traquan had a, a decent game actually. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was the 
That was our best of the benching. Now we're going to get into the next segment here, F in the chat. And it's for our absent co-host here, Tom. His team is just not looking good. Had the season low, even lower. I thought mine of 77 points was going to be the lowest of the year. Tom managed to top that with 72-point performance last week. He just lost Austin Eckler. I think that is probably a season-ending injury the way it looked. And um, his team's not looking too good. He, he, uh, he has gotten hit with the injury bug a lot with uh, A.J. Brown being out, Devonta Adams being out, now Austin Eckler. And then, you know, he has probably the worst starting quarterback in fantasy right now with Carson Wentz. Miles Sanders isn't doing much. It's just a, it's just a, not a lot of good news coming out of Tom's team over here. Um, definite, definite F in the chat for you. Yeah, sorry, Tom. That injury looked rough. The only saving grace you've got going for you is uh, that Rojo looked pretty good against the Bears on Thursday night. And that's about it. So good luck, buddy. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was looking at it his lineup and it's just like i really don't like anything <laughs> that's yeah. going on here yeah i really <laughs> don't like Wentz starting against pitt here Wentz I, and sanders i mean yeah, yeah that's you're gonna need some points out of your qb and rb1 and pittsburgh that's that's a rough matchup and they really haven't been producing anyways so yeah i mean his backup qb is daniel jones though and Let's just say that Giants offense hasn't, hasn't been yeah, lighting the world on fire. I don't know why he chose those two offenses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Giants have three touchdowns in the whole season. Yeah. I think they're averaging like 15 points a game. I, I did take a once two, uh, over two touchdown bet this week. So Total touchdowns, yeah, right? Yeah, that. total touchdowns. So, yeah. I mean, he just needs to just walk in twice. Just walk in twice. So, I, mean, I don't know. It's the Steelers. I, I think this is going to be an ugly game with yeah. the – Eagles and Steelers. We're gonna break that down a little later, though. But Tom, you need to you need to turn it around. You got to represent the league, man. You're the commissioner. I mean, one and three. You're you're already projected only 108 points this week. This is uh, you got to turn it around here, man. Um, so yeah, that was F in the chat for this week, and that'll wrap up uh, everything that's been happening through the year and week four. Now we're gonna look ahead. Till week five with the matchups. But first, we're going to give you our love and hate. I'll start this one. I'm going to get my love player is actually Keenan Allen. Um, it's not the best matchup against the Saints this week, but I think with the Eckler injury, it brings a lot of those targets are available now. Herbert does like to target Allen since he's been in there. He uh, has had no less than 10 targets. And I think. Chargers are going to be playing from behind in this one against the Saints. Because um, the Chargers defense actually hasn't really been looking too good either. Um, I, I like Allen's floor for sure. Um, if he could just find the, the end zone once, it could be a big week for him. Herbert has managed around 300 yards in each game so far this year. So I like that uh, for Allen being the number one target on that team. Yeah, Herbert looks pretty good too. And... Um... They, they said they're going to move forward with him as the starting QB, so that's good news for Allen. I think he realizes that Keenan's the best player on this offense, mm -hmm. and he just needs to get him the ball. So I like that. Um, 
I'm going with James Robinson. Uh, I've actually overlooked him this season. Uh, I wasn't really buying into the hype, but it's time to start treating him like a week-in, week-out, high-end RB2. I mean, he's getting all the opportunities in Jacksonville, around 20 per game if you're counting his targets and carries, and, and he's producing. He's he's looked pretty good. Um, I don't know if anybody's watching Jaguars games, but he's looked good, and and I'm not scared of this Texans matchup at all. They're like the worst run defense in the league right now. I think they're giving up around 180 rush yards per game, so I like James Robinson this week. I think they actually said they want to give him more touches in the yeah. second halves of games yep. Yep. because they've been trailing, and um, that's that's even better news for James Robinson owners. Yeah, I mean they got they got to keep up though. They're not going to give him touches when they're down two or three touchdowns. I mean he's he's done fine out of the end zone or out of the backfield with uh, the targets and everything, mm-hmm. receiving. Uh, my love, I'm gonna go back. Third time we're talking about him this podcast, but Robbie Anderson, I mean he's playing Atlanta. It's just going to be a high-scoring game, like every game Atlanta yeah. plays. Uh, he has 25% of the targets uh, from the Panthers. Um, so I, I think he's just a really safe start for me. And I, John Brown is still in my starting lineup, but Robbie Anderson's in the flex right now. Give him the boot. <laughs> Give him the boot. Jerry Judy took the bench for, oh, I mean, for this week. He had one big play last week, so. Um. Now to a player that uh, I'm not, I wouldn't like to start this week, and it's actually going to be A.J. Brown. I just don't feel good about the Titans right now. He's coming off an injury. I think he's he's I think he's going to play like we said earlier, but I think it's I think the Titans are going to come out flat with everything surrounding them with COVID concerns and everything, and then they're in a tough matchup against the Bills. I just think, um, you know, coming off that injury, I think he's going to have a, a slow game. To come out and then hopefully pick it up as it, as it goes on, but I don't like AJ Brown this week. Yeah, if he plays, he's probably gonna get shadowed by White, and mm-hmm. that's not good news for him coming off an injury. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with Tom's team here and say that my hate for the week is Miles Sanders. Um, obviously, you still have to play him, he's getting all the work in the Eagles' backfield, but. They do not look good. That offensive line doesn't look good, and they're going up against uh, the vaunted Steelers defense. They're, I think they're going to eat that offensive line al- alive, and they're giving up 54 rush yards a game Damn. this year. Like, just, just look at what Saquon did in week one, and and that's all the reason in the world. I'm, like, fading this defense basically every single week. Yeah, so my hit's actually Kareem. So, I mean, interesting. Now with Chubb just got hurt, but I think that they're probably they're I mean, they're playing the Colts fantastic defense. They've what given up 3.6 yards of carry. They've given up one rushing touchdown and they held Delvin to 63 yards and he's the only person that scored a touchdown on them the entire mm-hmm. season. Um, I think I mean, looking back, he had 34% of the snaps last week, which I mean, Chubb was still in for a little bit of the game, but uh him and the De- Ernest are going to be splitting carries. So, I mean, I think he's still going to have a good game, but, uh, I mean, don't expect. I, I think he's going to stay under 13. Was was he limited again in practice this week? Uh-huh. No, I think he's, no, I, I, yeah. he's yeah. good. He's good. He, he's good. Yeah, they were saying I'm pretty sure he's healthy going in. So, I think yeah. that's why they used the Ernest a lot, actually, last week, because I think he was still um, 
you know, dealing with that injury. Yeah. Was it ankle injury or something? Yeah. But Darnus looked really good last week. Yeah. Too. So, I mean, I the, mean he, had, he averaged more yards of carry than uh, Hunt, and he had, I think, like two less carries. Yeah. So far, the Browns look like the best running offense in the league. Yeah. Um, when Chubb was in there, obviously. But we'll see. I mean, they were playing the Cowboys last week. Yeah, so. the, the Colts are good. We'll exactly. See. So, I mean, he's. I mean, I'd love to have Hunt on my team now that yeah. Chubb got hurt, but I think for the next two weeks, because he is playing the Steelers next week. So, I mean, for the next two yeah. weeks, I think he don't expect the same production as he's had the last couple. Yeah, I like it. It's a bold pick, but um, definitely a tough matchup for, for Hunt there. That's the uh, that's our love hate for the for week five matchups. Now let's get into our league's matchups. We'll start with myself against Seabass here, two and two versus three and one. I, you know, coming off that that win against Holes last week, it really doesn't change my mindset about my team right now. Still think uh, we got some work to do before you know we just gotta wait for Christian McCaffrey to come back. Pretty much. Do get Le'Veon Bell back this week, but uh, I, I'm not sure how much of a boost he's going to give me. Um, Scotty Miller gave me a goose on Thursday night. I you know, I, I don't see much hope for me in this one, but you never know. I'm going to take Seabass in this one, though. Yeah, I'm going to go with myself, too. Um, <clears throat> you don't have like the worst matchups in the world, but mm. also that Scotty Miller goose egg hurts you a lot. Um, yeah. My team's kind of kind of on a roll right now so yeah i'm just gonna go with myself in this yeah i don't have much to add uh, my notes say b sucks <laughs> <laughs> and miller time not working out so <laughs> yeah his name is honky now Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're all going with Seabass in that one now let's uh what what's the next match up here we got tom Versus Kevin, the uh, the battle of the absent co-hosts here. They're just bailing on the the podcast, but we'll see what uh, see what we think about this one. I think, like we said earlier, Tom's team is uh, pretty decimated right now um, with that Austin Eckler injury. But I look at Kevin's team here with Freeman and Ingram mm-hmm. as his uh, mm-hmm. two RBs. Um, not not looking great there. Chubb is not i mean losing chubb is just uh it was the worst thing that could happen to this team with the running back depth that he has but i do like uh kevin's wide receivers hopkins Diggs, and mclaurin that's pretty solid one two three there and that's basically the biggest reason why why i'm going to take kevin over tom in this one yeah um the two running backs and then the two flex chenault and harry for for kevin like if, I mean, honestly, if he was playing anybody else, I probably would be going against him right now. Even even if he was playing Chris, I would probably take Chris this week. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just A.J. Brown and Devontae Adams, without knowing that they're fully healthy, I just can't trust Tom's team. And, and like we said, Carson Wentz and Sanders, I just don't like that matchup. And he's still got, he's still got Henderson in his lineup and stuff. Like, I just can't do it. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, I have. I'm, I mean, I'm taking Kevin too. I think it's just the obvious pick, but I do think it's gonna be a lot closer than it looks. Yeah. Uh, if the Eagles can do something, <laughs> he, he has a, he has a good chance. But I mean, that's a, that's a big if. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps that Rojo had a decent game at 14 points. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I think it's going to be closer than it looks, uh, but it is going to be probably the lowest scoring game. Yeah, I, I, that's what I think. Definitely low scoring. I don't see uh, much of a boom potential for either team here. So we're all going with Kevin in that one. Next matchup here, we got Sean versus Kyle. The battle of the Murata brothers here. Kyle is 4-0. Sean is 2-2. He did have a decent performance from Montgomery on Thursday night, scoring him 15 points. But like I say every week, Kyle's team is scary. Scary looking. Um, scary to go against. Just really tough to pick against him. I think Sean does put up a, uh, a decent fight. I think Zeke has a great matchup against the Giants here. And then hopefully Taylor can turn it around um, against the Browns after a couple disappointing weeks in a row. The biggest thing for Sean's team is Julio Jones. Probably I don't expect him to play, and I don't really expect a big game out of him if he does play. So um, just going to have to go with Kyle again in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chalk too, but I really wanted to pick Sean in this matchup. Uh, like like you said, if Julio was like a hundred percent i don't close. know yeah honestly just uh jonathan taylor he hasn't looked too great um if if he could step it up and then if dj moore maybe had a worse matchup than atlanta or hollywood brown mm -hmm. hasn't looked too great like there's there's a way to beat kyle mm -hmm. um but i just can't pick against him in this I'm gonna go against it. I'm just gonna go with Sean. I mean, I'm a known Kyle hater. <laughs> I, I just, I really want him to lose, especially after I mean. what Kamara did to me. I, yeah. I need to see an L on Kyle's team. Uh, I mean, if if Julio is, I mean, if there's something we don't know and Julio's healthy, I do think Sean has a really good chance. Hmm. Uh, I think Sean has a some great matchups like Zeke against the Giants. I think Zeke oh, yeah. go off. Hmm. Uh, Montgomery had a good 15 point game and it just i don't know he needs to get lucky but i just really want to see kyle get his first first loss so i'm gonna go with sean on this one i think one of the biggest surprises on the year for me is uh tyler boyd's production actually he's yeah. been he's yeah. been really good but he does have a tough matchup against baltimore but he's been for sure um the number one guy there yeah, but he's been the wide receiver to own mm -hmm. on the Bengals definitely sure. so um me and seabass going with Kyle Conrad's going with Sean going against the chalk there um next matchup here I think this is the closest matchup of the week it's gonna be holes versus Gary they are both two and two going into this matchup um holes had a decent performance from Alan Robinson on Thursday night with 14 points but you know like I say every week, I'm not, you know, a huge fan of Gary's running backs, but Singletary's been proving me wrong. Um, he could have another good week. I mean, Singletary's been stepping it up when, since Zach Moss has been out. Zach Moss is back in now, so. So we'll see. Um, and they're playing a Tennessee defense who's, I mean, I think they're pretty mediocre. But I do like, I actually like Gurley this week against the, the Panthers. It was what I said before the season started with Gurley is it's all touchdowns. he needs touchdowns yeah. and that's what he got last week against the Packers yeah, and he has four had a good, season. yeah so if he could keep that up um, 
then he uh, then he's going to put up some good numbers on the year. Um, but I think it's it's close. It's pretty much a toss up. I'm really like back and forth on this one, but right now my gut is telling me that uh, Gary's going to win this one. Yeah, uh, everyone's kind of been hating on his running backs this year, mm-hmm. but I. I love his running backs now. I mean, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt and James Robinson, they're in the flex. Yeah, but okay. Those are that, basically mm-hmm. his top two running backs. And for me, when with Chubb out, like Hunt is basically, he, he's like one of those top five running backs that you just expect monster production out of. Maybe maybe not against Indy this week, but uh, his upside might be capped. But like mm-hmm. on the season, as long as Chubb is out, like he's, I think he's gonna be a monster. I'm trying to trade for him pretty much everywhere, mm-hmm. and and that, I like Thielen, Slayton, and Gurley's matchups a lot. Like I think they they could keep up with uh, with Holes's team. I'm going with Gary too. I'm gonna go against against both of my co-hosts again. I'm gonna go with Holes. When I looked at this game, I had I had Gary. I chose Gary first, but then I looked more at it. Uh, and then I decided to go with holes. I mean, it's so close, but uh, I, I just like Jacobs a lot. Um, I know holes hates that we're hating on Melvin Gordon always. Uh, I mean, it's not really a great matchup against Tough matchup. the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't expect him to have another great week. I know he's definitely not RB4 anymore. Lindsey's back. Yeah, too. he'll get you yeah. like 10 points, and, and he's just going to do what we all expected Melvin Gordon to do this mm-hmm. season. So we're not hating holes mm-hmm. we're just being a pretty realistic like he's a rb2 but he's just like g- gonna be like the rb17 when the season ends or yeah. something he's a he's a, he's a solid, solid RB2. Yeah. yeah solid yeah. rb2 i mean it's just uh, you d- you don't really have rb depth i think that was the whole problem i mean i think is you holes has a better chance if uh gary doesn't put in a freaking tight end yeah <laughs> yeah you got a little empty spot right there gary but um I also like Lockett. I've always liked Lockett. Uh, oh yeah, he's oh. he's solid. He had a. I'm pretty sure he had a slow week last week, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Four point nine. So I mean, I'm expecting him to bounce back against the Vikings. Just the Seattle receivers this week against the Vikings is. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, Gary yeah. has Thielen to match that, so I, I like that. That game's mm-hmm. just gonna be a shootout. We'll see yeah. how Michael Thomas looks in his first game back too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the, the, this, uh, but I think, yeah, Holes and Gary gonna be a shootout. I'm predicting this to be the highest scoring game combined. Agreed. I I don't, I don't even think Michael Thomas is gonna have that great of a game to be honest. But like, I just look at Gary's players and I see like five guys that could put up like twenty mm-hmm. plus points. That that's why I'm going with him. Holes really needs Jacobs to turn it around. Ever since that Week One performance, he. Yeah. Really hasn't done. He hasn't much. scored since then. I st- I think Jacobs is solid. The Raiders gotten into some bad game scripts, mm-hmm. um, but he's yeah, definitely I, solid, I think but... he'll turn it around. I mean, and, and Waller, Waller's yeah. just he's mm-hmm. just so consistent. Yep. Yeah. So me and Seabass are going with Gary in that one, and Conrad's going with Holes. Now we're going to go to the last matchup here. We're going to have Conrad versus Chris. Chris looking for that first win at 0-4, but he's going against a team that is on fire right now. Um, actually, the top-scoring team in the league. He passed up Kyle last week as the overall top scorer. Um, I mean, 
it's tough. Chris, Dion Lewis, Miles Gaskin as your two RBs there. Dion Lewis. That's uh <laughs> Yeah, you, you mentioned that the Lions were on by and and I don't think you mentioned DeAndre Swift like as a relevant player and I was just gonna be like, yo, that's that's Chris's RB one you're talking about. Like <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually wrote down AP. I didn't write down Swift. Wow. I didn't say. I mean, it's. I mean, he had a, still had a Swift. decent game. I mean, he had a good game for Chris's team mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week with thirteen point two. Yeah, I mean, but uh, looking at this matchup right now, it's just Conrad's team's really clicking right now. It just without Green Bay this week, it does. You know, that's a big knock to his team losing Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. But I think, um, you know, filling in Connor at that uh, RB2 spot, and then he still has Mike Davis and, and Robbie Anderson um, in the flex. I just think it's going to be tough. He only, I mean, he got 12.6 out of Evans. Yeah. But for re- really for Chris to, you know, put up a fight, he's going to need 20 points from yeah. Evans. It's hard. It's going to be hard for Chris to keep up. Maybe if he was playing someone. Uh, who would score less points? Like he, Kevin or yeah, Tom. Yeah, he played he, either of them. Either, he, he could have them. a chance. Ju- Justin Jefferson's probably – I think he's going to have a good game against Seattle. Yeah, that's – that's. I like uh, having Jefferson in there. I think yeah. he's he's looking pretty good, 100 yards in each of the last two games. Yeah, Will Fuller can obviously put up a lot of points. Yeah, he's so, been surprising. So little, Fuller. Yeah, everyone's hating on him, but I, I like them from the as draft. As long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and he's uh he's the wide receiver twenty right now in the year. We'll see how they are with the new coach now too. That that'll be interesting. That's he true. really yeah he really needs that combo. He needs I mean Watson's been a disappointment this year. I think Watson could have a, a his first like true QB one week yeah. this yeah. week against We'll, we'll see who's the problem if it's Bill O'Brien or mm-hmm. yeah yeah. But uh, gonna have to go with Conrad in this one. Yeah, I think it's just an easy pick. My yep. notes say just, sorry, Chris, happy birthday. <laughs> I don't think about it too much. It's a pretty biased pick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're all going with Conrad in that one. Um, I think I'm looking at Tom's picks here. He picked the same as uh, me and CBS, actually. So we're uh, clean sweep across the board for all of our, our picks there. Yep. Um, so that'll wrap up our picks for uh, week five. Now let's get into the NFL pick'em. First matchup here, we got the Panthers plus one and a half at the Falcons. <clears throat> I like the Panthers in this one. I really don't like what I'm seeing at all from the Falcons, especially on the defensive side. And the Panthers have been looking pretty good on offense. Yep. They, they could move the ball, actually. Um, and then, like we said, if Julio's out, it's going to be a struggle for, uh, for the, the Falcons there, but I think it's going to be a high scoring match, but it's pretty much a pick them at plus one and a half. I like the Panthers though in this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers too. The, honestly, the Falcons defense is what I thought the Panthers defense is going to look like this Mm -hmm. year. And the Panthers actually like look competent like they they can you know get some stops and the falcons just look like they can't stop anybody but this is like one of those classic spots where everybody's kind of on the panthers and i feel like Mm -hmm. the falcons you know 
0-5 is just going to be terrible. I feel like they could get the win in this game, but I'm just going to take the point and the half mm-hmm. with the Panthers. I'm going with the Falcons for this one. Uh, I think there's, I don't know, Dan Quinn's desperate for a yeah, win. He's getting fired. If, if, like, if he loses this a, game, he's getting fired. I mean, this is a sneaky spot. They, they can get a lot of points. I mean, if Julio doesn't play, that hurts him a lot. Uh, but I, I think the Falcons can just, they just have more talent. Yep, divisional game too. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's tricky. It's yeah. It's I mean, the spread shows that it's mm-hmm. it's close game. It's so. I think it opened at plus three too, so it's been moving to the Falcons. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, next matchup here we got the Jags at plus five and a half at the Texans. Texans looking for their first win on the season, and I think they do it pretty handily i am going to take the texans here at minus five and a half um i just think with you know the coach being fired i think they'll be you know rejuvenated maybe hopefully um and then the jags really haven't since the those first couple weeks where they were competitive they really haven't been looking too good the last couple weeks um i think the texans don't start own five i think Deshaun's gonna have a, a good game this week i like the texans here yeah, I'm gonna go with the Jags. I was when this came out, it was plus six, and I was very, very surprised. Like, how can this line yeah. be? How can the Texans almost be favored by a touchdown in their own four, and they have not looked good? I I get that they had like the hardest schedule mm-hmm. ever to Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, at, at, yeah. in Pittsburgh, but. <laughs> I mean, they didn't look good against the Vikings, and the Vikings yeah. haven't looked good all year. Mm-hmm. It's just been a mess. The the Jags, mm-hmm. I'll just take the the six points with the Jags. Um, I think I think this will actually be a lower scoring game than everybody thinks, and I don't know how much of a bump the Texans get from. I think Romeo Crennel is taking <laughs> over. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. I I'm just gonna go with the points and the Jags. Yeah, I'm taking the Jags here, but I disagree with Seabass. I think I'm going to take the over on this game. I do think it's going to be high scoring, and I don't know. Yeah, Texans' defense doesn't really look good either, but their offense Both of their defenses look bad. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I just feel like it could get a little bit... A little bit sloppy and in the the trenches uh, Mm -hmm. divisional game, but we'll see. Next matchup here, we got the Eagles at plus seven traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Eagles coming off their first win of the season, and in result, are in first place of the NFC East. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) Um, Because of that tie. (laughs) mm -hmm. I I said it earlier. I think it's going to be a uh, sloppy game here. Steelers coming off that unexpected early bye. Um, and then the Eagles coming off a win against the, the Niners, um, even though it was, you know, Mullins, you know, throwing the ball away and everything. I think seven is a lot. I don't really expect the Eagles to win this one, but I think they could be within um, less than a touchdown. I'm going to take the Eagles, I think, in a low-scoring game here at plus seven. Yeah, I I just can't see the Eagles after – beating San Francisco last week, going on the road again and trying to get a result like that. I think the Steelers coming off of a bye, they're just going to eat that offensive line alive. And I'm just going to go with the Steelers minus seven here. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers too. It's just, I mean, the Eagles just look so bad. Yep. Uh, the Steelers are, I mean, they're looking good. They have, they got rest. So 
I think they're going to win by more than one touchdown. Maybe two. Just Well, they better if they want to cover some. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm saying it's, it's not going to be close. <clears throat> not going to be close all game. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's supposed to be a, a lot of rain in this game, too. So that's why I say it's just going to be, you know, sloppy, dirty yep. game. Um, next game here, we're going to have the Colts at minus one at the Browns. Uh, Browns are three and one. Colts are three and one. Browns, really surprising, three and one team. Um, but I think the Colts are a better team here and basically getting them at a pick them against the Browns. I, I like the Colts here at minus one. Yeah, the Colts are, I think they're really good. They're one of my favorite teams honestly i i think they're they're super good and the browns i think are the popular pick um maybe not at plus one because it's basically a pick them like you were saying but when it opened at plus three i think a lot of people were were on the browns and i mean they've looked pretty good the offensive line has played a lot better so you know baker mayfield looks decent he hasn't looked like complete garbage but i'm just gonna take take the Colts if it if it's at one mm-hmm. I'm taking the Browns I don't know it might just be because how good they look against the sorry ass <laughs> Cowboys defense last week but uh ba- I mean Baker looked fantastic but with that disgusting um Colts defense we might he might he might not look a lot worse this week so yeah I mean it's close uh I mean, the Colts can't really score. They didn't score that much yeah. against the Bears, and the Bears couldn't hold on to the ball for more than two minutes. Yeah. So I, I think if the Browns' offense click, they, they should come out with it. The Browns have been successful because of their running game, but I think the Colts are going to you know, stop them enough so that Baker's forced to yep. make a play in this game. So we'll see if he's up to the task, but I think he won't be. I'm yeah. gonna. We're all taking the Colts here. Yeah. I think um, Darius Leonard, the linebacker's out for the Colts and there's some other defensive players to monitor injury wise so they might not be at 100% like that's something to note too for the Colts okay um last game Sunday night game it's gonna be the Vikings at plus seven going to Seattle play the Seahawks um I just love everything I'm seeing from the Seahawks this year I'm pretty sure they've uh haven't they, I think they've covered on every single game yeah, so far they have. This, yep. this year. Um, I just think it's going to be tough for the Vikings. I mean, they did come off their first win, but other than that, they really haven't been looking too good. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think the Seahawks just have too much firepower. They're going to be scoring at will against the Vikings in this one. I like the Seahawks at minus 7. Yeah, uh I'm going with the Vikings, and it's basically because of the Seahawks defense. They look terrible. Everyone's talking about the Cowboys, how they're getting in all these shootouts, and the defense looks bad, but the Seahawks have been even worse. And uh, I think the Vikings will be able to run the ball basically at will. Dallas uh, should have a game. You know, Jamal <laughs> Adams is out for this one, too, and uh, – I think they could keep it within within a touchdown. You don't get that home field advantage in Seattle um, without all those fans. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Vikings can cover, keep it to within a touchdown. Yeah, I'm I'm just not picking against the MVP. Russ just looks way too good. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, just let him cook and they'll they'll win handed, handily. Uh, Vikings just look sloppy all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be I. 
love to have Delvin on any fantasy team <laughs> yeah, right oh now. God. He's going to just do disgusting. Same with Carson. I mean, anyone on either of these teams I'm starting all of my I, leagues. I have, I have Carson and Delvin in uh, one of my – one of my leagues here, um, actually against Tom in Maine's league, so not looking too good for you, my dude. Yeah, um, Chris is, has, has me with Dalvin against him this week. Sorry, buddy. He put up like 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be our uh, picks for the NFL this week. Uh, just to catch you up on how we are doing, I've had a couple – you know, mediocre to bad weeks in a row. Uh, my record has slipped to 12-8 and eight on the season. Tom has uh, been on the same boat there. He's at 12-8. and eight. Kevin is at 9-10. and 10, just being He's pretty, pretty much been 500 the whole year. And then Seabass, had, uh, coming off his best week last week at 4-1, and one, he is now 9-11. and 11. So we'll see what happens this week. Hopefully I could get back on track. Um, and at Probably least, <laughs> at least get a, a three and two week. I mean, if I could go three and two every week, I'd be pretty satisfied with that. Yeah, um, it's another week where I'm kind of going against against your picks, so yeah. I'm gonna try to make up some more ground mm-hmm. again. Yeah, I mean, we only we were, we disagreed on two of the picks or three of the picks. Three, yep. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I think that'll wrap up this episode of the Hills cast. Hope you all enjoyed and, uh, good luck this week in the matchups and, uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys. See ya.